The New Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of James, beginning in the third chapter at the first verse. And James wrote these things. Don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it, smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the very same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, we realize you do not call us to be successful in the marketplace. You call us to be faithful as disciples of Jesus. You do not call us to achievement in work, but to responsible living. You do not call us to make a great fortune, but to labor for your kingdom. So guide us to a greater understanding of your priorities. Open our ears, our hearts, our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. Little boy was selling a push lawnmower. And a Baptist preacher came by and he wanted to buy it. So he asked, does it run? Oh, yes, sir, was the reply. Now the preacher pulled and pulled and pulled on the rope and said, Son, this thing just won't start. And the boy said, well, that's because you have to cuss it. <laughs> and the preacher said, well, son, I'm a Baptist preacher. I haven't cussed in 18 years. And the boy replied, well, keep pulling. It'll come back to you. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. 
Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. But soon the king heard of Humpty's fate, and he was deeply disturbed. So setting aside his royal finery, disguised as a common peasant, the king slipped unnoticed through the majestic palace gates and into the rough and tumble streets of his kingdom. And the king meandered through the back streets and alleys in search of Humpty. And after several days and nights, the persistent monarch indeed found him. And Humpty's body was scattered all over a ten-foot circle amidst the broken glass and flattened beer cans of a back alley. And though weak from searching, the king was overjoyed at the sight of Humpty, and he ran to his side and cried, Humpty, it is I, your king. I have powers greater than those of my horses and men who failed to put you together again. Be at peace. I am here to help. Oh, leave me alone, Humpty's mouth retorted. I've gotten used to this new way of life. I kind of like it now. But was all the king could get out before Humpty continued. I tell you, I'm fine. I like it here. That trash can over there, the way the sun sparkles on the broken glass, this must be the garden spot of the world. And the king tried again. Well, I assure you, my kingdom has much more to offer than this back alley. There are green mountains, rolling surfs, exciting cities, but Humpty would hear nothing of it. And the saddened king returned to his palace. And a week later, one of Humpty's eyes rolled skyward, only to see once again the concerned face of the king standing over his fractured pieces. I've come to help, firmly stated the king. Look, leave me alone, will you, said Humpty. I've just seen my psychiatrist, and he assures me that I'm doing a fine job of coping with my environment as it is. You're a cop-out. A man has to deal with life as it comes. I'm a realist. But wouldn't you rather walk, asked the king. Look, Humpty's mouth replied, once I get up and start walking, I'll have to stay up and keep walking. At this point in my life, if I'm not ready to make a commitment like that, so what? So if you'll excuse me, you're blocking my son. Reluctantly, the king turned once again and walked through the streets of his kingdom and back to his palace. And it was over a year before the king ventured back to Humpty's side, but sure enough, one bright morning, one of Humpty's ears perked up to the sound of the sure, steady strides of the king, and this time he was ready. Humpty's eyes turned toward the tall figure just as his mouth managed the words, my king. And immediately the king fell to his knees on the glass-covered pavement and his strong, knowing hands gently began to place Humpty together again. And after some time, the work completed, the king rose to full height, pulling up with him the figure of a strong young man. And the two walked hand in hand through the kingdom. And together they stood atop lush green mountains. They ran together along beaches. They laughed together and joked together as they strolled through the kingdom. And this went on forever. And to the depth, breadth, and height of their friendship, there was no end. One final quick story, and then I hope I can wrap it all up. Chicken and a pig came upon a church building and read the advertisement on the billboard out front, which read, help us feed the poor. 
Well, immediately the chicken suggested that they feed the poor with bacon and eggs. <laughs> and the pig thought for a moment and said, there is one thing wrong with feeding bacon and eggs to the poor. For you it requires only a contribution, but for me it requires a total commitment. Now James warns us about the power of the tongue this morning. I believe encouraging us to lash it in the best sense of the word. If you need to, reach in and grab hold of it. If it helps you to use it not in a way that would shame you or the Christ that you serve. Getting things going by cussing them probably fits that category. Nothing operates better with the cussing. That especially applies to the people who surround you on your journey. Old habits die hard and they seem to keep coming back at the most inopportune times. It takes self-control to keep those bad habits from returning. We need to practice it. Remember, please, that creation was spoken into being. We create whole worlds in which we move and function and have our being simply by the words that leak out of our mouths. Try this experiment with me, please, and please note how this makes you feel. Repeat after me. I love you. You are important to me. Thank you so much. You look really nice today. I actually like your new haircut. <laughs> Great job. This place wouldn't be the same without you. I'm proud of you. I know how you feel. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you can stop that part now. <laughs> Except now I want you to repeat these words after me and note how you feel. I hate you. You disgust me. You make me sick. Nobody cares about you. I'll never speak to you again. Get away from me. I'm better off without you. Okay, you don't have to repeat anymore. Words create entire worlds. I hope you could feel the difference. The Humpty Dumpty story, I think for some Christians, the thought of going public with their faith, of being sold out to God, brings them the fear that they just might miss out on something. Some folks lack the commitment for fear that something else might come up that they don't want to miss. Better keep my options open. If I go public with my faith, I'll be admitting that I really need God that I can't fix this mess of me by myself. I'll look weak, 
How much easier it is to embrace my brokenness and refuse the healing touch of my King. But without my faith in Jesus, without walking with Him in my daily life, I am a troubled and broken soul. Fear of being found out, fear of being helped, fear of being made better and more fully embracing all of life, folks is not a wise fear to live with. And finally, in order to bring our lives more fully in line with God's plan for each of us, I believe we need to be totally committed to God. We need to embrace the potential sacrifice of total commitment. We need to lean towards the pig side of the final story. Isn't it interesting to you, it is to me, that we could sing together the words to this silly song. Sing with me. I'm willing to give up my age here. You my age and older, I know you know this. So sing loud. Come listen to a story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. But then one day he was shooting at some food. When up from the ground came a bubbling crew, oil that is, movie stars. All right. <laughs> you know more than I remember. That's good. Isn't it crazy that we know that song so well? But each of us would be hard pressed to recite that much scripture committed to heart. Yet that scripture is dear to our eternal lives. And Jet Clampett, well, sorry to tell you, but he just doesn't even really exist. If we attempt to hold on to our lives, we will ultimately find that we cannot. But if we surrender our lives to Christ, we will discover real life. When we acknowledge Jesus, we admit our need for him in our lives. And that public admission is often an invitation for other weary, broken people to come as well. God, this day and every day, through Jesus, is hugging you, publicly recognizing you, as a child of God, a person of sacred worth. The question is, by the way you live your life, by the words that come out of your mouth, by the worlds that you help to create and that you live in with the people who are closest to you, are you hugging back? Amen.